0: Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get Pretty to work sure illegal. with the free KSLX app.
1: 100.7 KSLX. It's Mark and Neanderthal. If you ask Paul over there, he'll tell you. I can't stop raving about this movie, 1917. Oh, God, I wish you would. <laughs> no, it was amazing. you got to see it. Okay. Um, the basic plot is this, this kid's a lance corporal, and his assignment is to get like 10 miles on foot. To deliver a message to another battalion not to attack the Germans. They're British soldiers. He says not, he wants them to not attack because it's a trap they're walking into. It's and a la- trap. And yeah, exactly. And thousands could die. And I'll tell you, at the end of the movie, this scene of him running with seconds to spare to accomplish his mission. And I won't tell you if he does or not. Okay. It's just unbelievable because he's running east to west. While his fellow soldiers are emerging from the trench running south to north. So they keep crashing into him and knocking him over. And the music is just swirling while this happens. Bombs are blasting all around. At this point, he's been walking and running for hours. He's been stabbed by barbed wire. He's crawled through mud. He's been buried alive in an explosion. He's been chased at, shot at. He's narrowly missed being run down by a fighter pilot that was falling out of the sky. He's killed at least three men, one with his bare hands. He's been washed down a river of rapids, gone over a waterfall, had to swim through all these bloated, dead bodies. The aristocrats. It is. And this music is swirling. If you... Jack this music up. It's just incredible. It's this incredibly dramatic music. And he's... and he's tearing ass through it, trying to accomplish this mission. And you're just like totally invested in this guy okay. trying to accomplish the mission. It's really just an amazing movie. I, it, it might be my favorite war movie of all time. I'm still in the afterglow of it, though, so I don't know. Here's is, the thing. Is it, it Saving Private Ryan? I don't know.
0: Well, is Saving Private Ryan the greatest war movie of all time, I think, is is I a legitimate question because it's the one that everybody that, that's now getting shown during the holiday season for whatever it is. Like when we want to get the, fa- get the family around the television to have a moment of remembrance for World War II, that seems to be it. That it's seems an incredible to be the movie. movie.
1: This is a World War I movie, the, right, 1917, sure. well, obviously, uh, with the date. But uh, what what's 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 like? What's your favorite war movie?
0: I don't know um, because I've, I, I, and I'll, I'll confess this. I'm not a huge war movie guy, but it really is tough to top Saving Private Ryan. I love yeah. the first half of Full Metal Jacket, but then once they go to Vietnam, I'm kind of like, eh, that and I know, and, and that's sort of the big criticism of that movie, even though it's a great movie. Maybe Patton. All right, let's ask I don't, this. Guy. I don't know. What's your favorite? Patton. There you go. Patton is your favorite war movie? I have it on DVD. No, you
2: know what? Actually, The Last Samurai is probably my favorite war movie.
0: Now, The Last Samurai is an interesting samurai. one because it's it, this raises a question. That's a dark horse. Not really a war movie, but kind of a war movie. Basically, it's Tom Cruise is a former Civil War and an Indian War captain who goes over to Japan and tries to westernize the army of Japan. Yeah, it's almost and, more and about... And fights, fights against the samurai, the last samurai in Japan who are trying to defend the emperor.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of... the. Plot it's more about him and his journey right as yes, opposed and- to the the war itself this like 1917 is about the war itself a mission within the war same with Saving Private Ryan
0: this raises an interesting question and one that we probably should consider which is is it a war movie if it doesn't involve the United States <laughs>
1: Because for whatever reason, for whatever reason, it's not going to be our favorite war movie if yeah. it doesn't involve the United States. You know, you have to have that nationalism thing.
0: Yeah. Not only that, and there has, and we have to have won that war. Like, like, like. You notice we're not well, talking about anything involving well, Vietnam. The Vietnam yeah, but, War, we don't.
1: But Platoon was a great movie too. Yeah, but.
0: But, but we didn't win that one. Like, yeah, there's there's I don't, a sense of you have to win the game to make it
1: great. I agree with your first part of what you said, but not the second. <laughs> so anyway, here's your here's your number to call, 480-470-KSLX. Just curious as to what your favorite war movie is. Okay. And, and then, we'll, then we'll discuss whether it is actually a war movie or if it's really about something else. All right. So we're talking about war movies since I just saw nineteen seventeen and thought it was so great, so we're just talking your favorite war movies.
2: Well hey, I like Full Metal Jacket, but I also want to say according to your rules, 1917 is not a good war movie because it's about the Brit Right, exactly. It is about a British battalion. That yes. was my that
0: was my subtle way of telling Mark his movie can't possibly be the greatest <laughs> war movie of all time. Hey, because he's were, a traitor uh, to hey, the wait American a second. people. Catching
1: they up? were allies. They were allies.
0: <laughs> we fought an entire war not to care about those people, and now you're talking about how great they are. Hi, it's Mark and in Neander Paul. What's your favorite war movie? Uh, maybe not war, but Hunt for Red October. Yeah, that's that's Cold War. Does the Cold War count?
1: And, uh, hey, they, that is they, a they phenomenal movie. I don't know. I don't know if it falls under these uh, under these guidelines here, but that is a great movie. It is a great movie, and, and and it certainly
0: was the aversion of a potential war. So that was now that's a great one. and and, and, and it brings up another question, which is is a tangential story involved during a war? technically a war movie like like good morning vietnam that took place in vietnam is that a war movie
1: right it's it, or is it a biography of a certain period of that guy's life adrian cronow so yeah, it's i, it's, it's, I it's don't tricky. know yeah it's, it's, it, it it's, puts it's, us in a weird place okay with that. i mean same question okay same question the great escape because that was we posted this yesterday just to kind of get a feel for what you might be thinking war movie wise somebody put a gr- the great escape which right. was a great movie but it's really a it's it's almost like a prison break. It's a prison, movie. Break, it's a prison break movie. It just happens to be a, um, a yeah. um, it takes place during a war a military prison. <clears throat>
0: like yeah. for for example, uh, Three Kings that, that George Clooney movie. George okay. Clooney, Mark Wahlberg, and Ice Cube takes place during the, the first Gulf War, the Desert Storm War. But it's more of a caper movie. ...than it is a war movie. Okay.
1: So, I, I mean, that's... Well, really, the question is, was it Ice Cube or Ice-T? It was Ice Cube. Okay, then. Because Ice-T, Ice-T was on the down low. Ice-T was he busy was, on Law & Order he was keep- SVU, right? He was keeping
0: it on the down low.
2: Hey everybody, this is Essie, and it's time for Time Out for Spanish.
0: As a public service, and in order to recognize the cultural diversity for which
1: Arizona is
0: known, Mark and Paul are taking
1: Time Out for Spanish. Calling us from Phoenix, we have Lynn on the phone who's going to play for a Port of Subs $25 gift card. Lynn, you probably are familiar with the game. We give you a Spanish language phrase, and then you translate it with the help of three English language choices. Are you ready to roll? I am ready. Alright, Lynn, here comes your Spanish phrase.
3: Cuando tu ex diga, nunca encontrarás a nadie como yo responde con.
1: Ese es el punto.
0: Did you hear that?
2: I did. Can I hear it again now? Sure.
1: Cuando tu ex diga nunca encontrarás a nadie como yo, responde con ese es el punto.
0: All right, Lynn does that translate into a? My sister thinks she's so smart. She said onions are the only food that make you cry, so I threw a coconut at her.
2: <laughs>
0: B. I entered ten puns into a contest to see which one would win. No pun intended. Oh god. <laughs> or C. <laughs> When your ex says, you'll never find anyone like me, reply with, yeah, that's the point. (laughs) Which one is it? It's C. It is C. Yes. Yes. Well done. No pun intended.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It reminds me of the Ted Nugent album, Intensities in (laughs) Ten Cities. Well done.
2: Hang on. Thank you so much.
1: Time out for Spanish, weekday mornings with Mark and
2: Neanderthal.
1: Back to favorite war movies. Since I've been raving about this movie 1917, Brian emailed us and said, The Beast of War... Is his favorite war movie. I'm not familiar with that one. He said it's about a Russian tank in Afghanistan. Shows how powerful and terrifying a tank is, but how vulnerable it is when it's isolated and unsupported. Oh, and that's like Fury, the, the movie Fury a couple okay. years ago with Brad Pitt. That was, you know, about
0: tanks. Tanks are badass unless, you know, they're, they're isolated. You know, they don't have anybody protecting their
1: flank. Brian also said, P.S. I fell asleep. During 1917. Oh. So he's obviously a drug addict. Shots fired. He has problems and needs to get solutions. Shots fired is what's happening now. No, you know, you never know about people's tastes. Everybody's got different tastes. That's why everybody has a different favorite war movie. Sure.
3: It would have to be Platoon because I was in the Army... And I kind of connected with it because the way it was in the movie, everybody was kind of segregated where you had the guys that were partying and getting high and doing this and that and the other. Then you had, like, the lifers that wanted to kill everything. And basically that was the way it was. when. I, and everybody, it was the same thing. It was the same thing. So I kind of connected to that. Even though I haven't seen the new movie, the one that you guys are talking about, the 1917 or 15, whatever it is, <laughs> I haven't <laughs> seen that one. But that, hands down it would have to be Platoon.
1: All right. The, I, Platoon is a great movie. It's not, it's not the feel-good movie of the summer but it is an excellent movie. You know, it's an interesting question, and this is weird because we've talked about this a
0: couple times, like The Hurt Locker and American Sniper and some of these movies that have been about more recent conflicts. Right. Maybe it's just me, but I feel like a certain amount of time has to have passed before the war movie is placed on that pedestal. For whatever reason, like, and, I, I, and I'm certainly, there's nothing glorifying about war. There's nothing, you know what I mean? Like, it's not, a, it's not a fun subject to talk about. Sure. But at some point, there has to be enough distance between the actual conflict and then the visual depiction of the conflict. So it's very difficult for me to look at a, a, a movie like The Hurt Locker or a movie like um, American Sniper and put it alongside of something like Platoon or Patton or Guns and Navarone hmm. or, you know, whatever movie you want to use for, for an example, Full Metal Jacket, whatever it is. Yeah. Because the, these wars are happening now, and I don't know that I want to see a a a, a, a,
1: a fictional per, you know. well, it becomes more of a current events portrayal than like what you'd normally say is a war movie, a story being right. told. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't because we're living those stories now yeah.
0: versus so it, it's it's very weird yeah. for me.
1: Yeah, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, war, now, and war movies are interesting because sometimes they're they're so gruesome. It can ruin it for you almost, or it can be so realistic you're like, wow, that's a great movie. And then we've got other movies like we talked about before.
0: People have been been texting in like Schindler's List. Uh, Schindler's List doesn't feel like a war movie. It certainly is a war movie, but it doesn't feel like a war movie. Believe
1: if my math is correct, we have Dose Dumbasses. See, okay, then it is two for Tuesday after all. And our first one's local, we'll call her Cameron because that's her first name. Okay, then. So, a week ago Friday, another driver spotted Cameron driving in a very erratic way on the 303 in surprise.
0: This is the part where Cameron goes nuts,
1: <laughs> she's almost hitting the barrier wall. Oh boy, all right, yeah. <laughs> The driver decided to call police and also kept following Cameron, uh-huh. in order to give up, to, you know, in order to give up to the minute reports on on where she was, what her location was. So, you know, for the police. Mm-hmm. So the driver watched as Cameron made one stop and then go on her way. Okay. The police arrived. They picked Cameron up shortly thereafter. And surprise, surprise, really no surprise actually. Okay. Just the number is a surprise. She blew a point three zero zero. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Almost she's barely almost four times. She's barely on she's barely conscious, isn't yeah. that? That's like it's That's almost like, four times the legal limit.
0: That's blackout drunk is what yeah. that is. Like literally barely
1: able to be conscious. I'm i I'm amazed that she was able to operate any motor vehicle. Which which makes the stop that she made all the more scary. She stopped to pick up her kid oh. at an elementary school. Oh. Luckily, nothing happened. Is that it's kid insane. in GPS custody right now? I don't, I'm not sure about I would that. I assume but, so. Uh, it's crazy. That's bad news is what that is. And in Columbus, Ohio, a group of teenagers, you know, teenagers, they see a running vehicle. It's tough to resist with nobody in it. So they couldn't resist it. It had been left un- unattended by the driver and left running. All the teenagers hopped in. They drove just a short distance away and were spotted doing donuts in a parking lot. Well, that's what you do in Columbus, Ohio. I've lived there. There's nothing else going on. (laughs) The donuts ended when the vehicle crashed into a utility pole. The cops heard donuts were there. All the teens jumped out. They ran away, thus leaving the vehicle behind for the driver to find. The driver being an employee of the Springs Funeral Home. Oh, The vehicle being a hearse. Tell me. Please tell me. The hearse being full at the time of the joyride with a cast in the back the casket also being ocupado oh uh, yeah is this casket <laughs> ocupado the teens have not been caught yet but what are the chances they'll be able to keep quiet about this yeah I believe I don't, as don't. gorilla monsoon would say to Bobby Heenan highly, highly unlikely brain. brain yeah so for Cameron and those joyriding teens They are both, Mark and Neanderthal, dumbasses of the day.
2: I think those were two beautiful stories you just told. Yes, you
1: do. All right, Chandler Harley-Davidson. You can check them out at ChandlerHarley.com. They are sponsoring things. You can see the story at the Mark and Neanderthal Facebook page. We'll have James Lipton interview both of us. Ah Yes, James Lipton passed away. He was 93? Now, he started inside the actor's studio on PBS when he was 67, which is crazy. It's like that's the time when most people are putting their feet up and saying, boy, I've worked a good life. He's just starting. He's just getting started at that point. He was the... Will Farrell's impersonation of him on Saturday Night Live probably made him more famous than he was.
0: Yeah, but but keep in mind, like that inside the actor studio, which ended up on Bravo. I think that's when I saw it. That's right. And 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 it was um, it was a show that could have been way more stuffy than it was, but for whatever reason, Lipton realized that this was a really pretentious thing to do, and that it would have had a limited appeal. So he would ask really goofy questions like, "What was your favorite swear word?" But he yeah. would do it so elegantly and gracefully that you were like, "This is
1: awesome." So. A a lot of really big stars wound up being on the show. Bradley Cooper, Brad right, sure. it, I mean, it, it, was, it was a who's who. So He
0: did one great one where he had uh, the entire cast of The Simpsons. He also did one with the entire cast of Family Guy. And he made them answer questions in character, nice. which I thought now, was
1: fantastic. Now, we know we'll never get there. We'll, we would never be on Inside the Actors Studios. So we're this, never going to be that famous.
0: This is the closest we'll get. All right. So, so. we're going to have uh, each one of us is going to be interviewed. Mark will be interviewed by the ghost of James Lipton. And then I will be interviewed okay. by the ghost of James Lipton. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready to for your, for your
3: questions? Mm-hmm. Here we go. We'll begin at the beginning. Where were you born? And what is your father's name?
1: Uh, My father's name is Ray Devine. I was born Mercy Hospital, New York City.
3: Okay. And what was his profession when you were growing up? He was an architect for the city of New York. All right. And what is your mother's name and her maiden name? (laughs) Joan Thomas was her maiden name. Okay. What sound or noise do you love?
1: (laughs) What sound or noise do I love? Um, I'll give you one of them. It is the sound of the trash on your computer. When you hit the trash, it goes.
3: Okay. What sound or noise do you hate?
1: Uh, again, I'll give you one of them. Uh, the sound of the tines of a fork being dragged across
3: a ceramic plate. Okay. What profession other than your own would you like to practice?
1: Uh, I would like to practice. Uh, it would probably be something like financial planner. Huh. All right. Well, yeah. There you go. They're your six questions. All right. Here we go.
3: We'll begin at the beginning. Where were you born? And uh, what is your father's name?
0: I was born in South Boston at, I want to say, Kearney Hospital, which is in Dorchester specifically.
1: And my father's name was Domenico. And this is Paul being interviewed now by the, de- by the ghost of James Lipton.
3: And what was his profession when you were growing up?
1: My father was an auto mechanic.
3: And what is your mother's name? And her maiden name? Uh, my mother's name was Margaret,
0: but she everybody called her Peggy. And yes. her maiden name was Cook with an E because that's pretentious. Peggy Cook. Yep.
3: What sound or noise do you love?
0: Uh, the sound of a Gibson Les Paul in the neck position—that
3: warm, beautiful, jazzy sound.
1: <laughs> you know what? I could I could have said guitars too. I mean, yeah. that's that's the that's the cooler answer. But there's so many different sounds.
3: You yeah. Know? What sound or noise do you hate?
1: A baby crying can't stand it, especially
0: if I'm in a public place. Dri- never, never fly. Yeah, drives me absolutely nuts.
3: What sound or noise do you hate?
0: I just told you, a baby <laughs> crying.
3: What profession other than your own would you like to practice?
0: Uh, I thought I was good enough to play in the USFL back
1: in the 80s, so I would have loved to have played professional football. Football player? Yeah, I would okay. have loved to have played professional football. Hey, give, give me question five again. This would one you, right here? Yeah.
3: What sound or noise do you hate? The sound
1: of someone repeating a question. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> that's not important now. All right, we have the, uh, you know what, if you'd like to be interviewed by James Lipton. Sure. Give us a call. We'll just get one person on. That'd All right. kind of cool. Yeah, we'd love to. If you've ever had the, the the desire to be interviewed by James Lipton, we'll give
0: you the opportunity to be interviewed by the ghost of James Lipton. We may ask some additional questions
3: also, some but. Some follow-ups. What sound or noise do you hate? <laughs>
1: Was talking about James Lipton. Not, I guess he's an actor. He he appeared in stuff, but he was more of an acting coach. Yeah, he, he actually had, had
0: a it was a, it was a class that he taught.
1: at NYU was it NYU? Was it NYU? I, I think you're right. The Actors Studio, and he turned it into a TV show when he was 67 years old, and it's been running since. He would have like famous people come in, and he would have his students in the crowd,
0: and these actors right. would explain what their process was to get to where they was, and then it would be like a uh, a press conference where students would actually act to, at, get to ask these actors. All kinds of questions. And then James Lipton would grill them with some questions as yeah. well.
1: He was the guy Will Ferrell parodied on Saturday Night Live. He died day before yesterday, I guess it is, at age 93. But, I mean, he had big names. Meryl Streep was on the show. Robert right. De Niro. Steven Spielberg. uh guy I love, Glenn Close. He's yeah, great. I love him, yeah. Uh, He's great. Barbara Streisand was on. So, I mean, he had total A-listers on there. But yeah. we figured we would make you an A-lister. By calling in and being interviewed by the ghost of James Lipton. And unfortunately, we're not going to ask you my favorite James Lipton question, <laughs> which is what is your favorite curse word? Good morning, it's Mark Neanderthal. In Who are we speaking with? Beverly. What town do you live in, Beverly? Phoenix.
2: North um, Phoenix.
1: And what do you do for a living?
2: I'm a realtor.
0: Okay. All right, you Beverly, from? you're about to be interviewed by the ghost of James Lipton. Are you ready?
2: I am.
3: We'll begin at the beginning. Where were you born? <laughs> and what is your father's name?
2: phoenix arizona ronald
3: and what was his profession when you were growing up
2: he was a service field manager for pitney Bowes.
3: and what is your mother's name and her maiden name
2: linda hotchkiss
3: (laughs) what sound or noise do you love rain what sound or noise do you hate
2: people smacking their lips when they're eating
0: (laughs) yeah
3: what profession other than your own would you like to practice?
2: Be a forensic uh, um, investigator. Oh,
1: very nice. nice. Do you watch forensic files?
2: I do.
0: Are you afraid to kill somebody now because you know you'll never get away with it? <laughs>
2: <laughs> or I could get away with it. There's so many good ones on there.
1: Ah, maybe, yes. All right, here, here's a question for you You said you love the sound of rain. I do. What are you doing living in Phoenix? <laughs>
2: Well, we have rain. We had rain yesterday. North Scottsdale, working. We had rain all day yesterday by my office. So.
1: Well, you live in North Scottsdale. They
0: can afford to import rain. Yes, because exactly. they're so yeah, well,
1: hoity-toity. I
2: don't live in North Scottsdale. I work in North
1: Scottsdale. All right. Well, listen. Seattle just called and they said you're welcome there anytime. <laughs>
2: You know, but I'm a native, and I just plan on staying here for the rest of my life.
1: Now, oh, look so. at you. That's great. You are one of the few, the proud. And,
0: and she's big
3: time us
2: right now. Yes. Yes. That's That's right my That's why my um, email address is aznative.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, congratulations!
1: You've just been interviewed by the ghost of James Lipton. Yes. Now get out there and sell, sell, sell. Always be closing.
2: Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. Steak
1: knives are for closers. (laughs) Beverly, the realtor.
0: Bye, guys. (laughs) See you later, Beverly. She was great. All right. So she she also gave away way too much personal information. That is true. When her when her identity is stolen (laughs) a little bit later on, you can send your bills to the ghost of James Lipton, courtesy of whatever station you heard it on. I don't know which one it was. (laughs) Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX.
2: Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time.
1: Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to, because you can do it, if you have the right tools, and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Season's greetings. Hey Dude Shoes here. Hey Dude Shoes are some of the comfiest, coziest shoes out there step into a pair and it's like your toes have gone home for the holidays welcome home toes hey dude good to go to